real quick, everyone. This year, we are really trying to grow the podcast. And one of the best ways to do that is by rating and reviewing the podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, help us out by rating and reviewing the podcast. And that'll help us grow and reach new audiences and hopefully continue spreading the important message of prevention. Wow, it has been a while. Actually, it hasn't really been that long, but it feels like it's been a long time. Um, the last episode we released was actually on Christmas. Merry Christmas, belated, obviously. Um, but we are now into 2022. Wow, it's a completely new year. Um, it feels like the past three years have all blended together. I'm sure everyone feels very similarly. That's kind of whatever. Um, I hope you all had a fantastic New Year's. If you were able to celebrate, I know it's during the Omicron spike. Um, if you were able to celebrate the holidays, phenomenal. Um, uh, but for those who are unfortunately were not able to, it just continues. Hopefully, we will be able to when we go into 2023, which feels scary to say that we're already getting so far um, into the 2020s. But um, here we are. I have actually been working in the ICU for the past about month and a half now. Um, yes, over the holidays. Yes, during the Omicron spike. Yes, it was very rough. Um, pretty much just had time to go to work, go to the gym, sleep run it all back. I've not been eating that well, have not been sleeping that much and did not have time for the podcast. So kind of just had episodes recorded up until Christmas and then haven't had time to record anything else. So we are back now. We're into a new year. I'm very excited for this brand new year of the podcast. I think 2022 is going to be a huge year for this podcast. I am incredibly grateful to those who've continued to listen to this. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the outlook of this podcast going into this year, what plans we have, a little bit about the new year, new me. Um, since we are preventive medicine, we talk about health, all that kind of stuff, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about my outlook on the healthcare system, kind of coming from an ICU block and kind of going into um, 2022 and beyond. And then a little bit about some personal updates as far as um, things that I've been up to outside of the ICU. And then that's it. So let's get on with this episode. Overcoming saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths, we must now face a new enemy, ourselves. With the rates of diseases such as heart disease, stroke, diabetes, depression, and many others ballooning, we must find a better solution to these modern epidemics. Preventive Medicine Podcast. We believe in building a foundation of health by means of prevention so that you can build the life you want and find fulfillment with no barriers. Hear from experts around the country on how to take your health into your hands. Take control and build a foundation of health for the life that you want to live. And now, here's your host, Raghav Sharma. All right, let's get into it. First, we're going to do some podcast updates. Um, for those of you who have been listening, we have been around for almost two years now, which is actually pretty crazy. Um, we came up with this podcast, the idea for this, in I believe January of 2020. So yeah, this is about two years since its inception. And in Mar and, uh, August is when we officially launched. So there was a lot of planning that went on before. So um, we're getting there, but this year is going to be incredibly exciting. This podcast is a weekly upload podcast. Um, so we have episodes that come out in weeks. Um, thank you to those who've been listening, but you'll notice that there are some gaps in between those weeks. If we have been around for that long, then we should have at least 52 podcasts, right? Um, but no, I believe this is number 44, 45, somewhere around there. So the reason for that is that I upload weekly, and then I run into a busy period of my life being a resident, previously a medical student, all those kinds of things, and then just kind of life. So I record a bunch of episodes, and then I take some time off. And uh, the, the original concept for this was to have kind of seasons, um, like when you have TV shows that come out, to have seasons of the podcast. And now I'm trying to keep it more frequent to be weekly. However... 
sometimes that just isn't possible. Uh, speaking that this podcast is just me. I'm the one who records this episodes, so all those kinds of things. So I try to keep it weekly, but there are some periods such as over the holidays where I'm not able to record. It's difficult to get guests on because everyone spend time with their families, especially given everything that's going on outside with COVID and whatnot. So what we do is I'm going to batch record episodes and then upload them weekly. And now that I'm out of the most difficult part of my intern year, um, I'll probably be able to have a better runway for that and try to keep it more consistent to weekly without those large gaps. No promises. If we're able to bring on some more team members, then maybe we'll be a little bit more um, better about that upload schedule. But that's what we're going to be doing for now. So we will be a weekly podcast. This episode will be the first of about 10 to 12 episodes. So we'll have at least three or four months of content before if there's any break. Hopefully there will not be. So there's that. The second thing with this podcast is content quality. Now, I have always been trying to improve quality. I'm trying to get better in every single fashion, um, whether it's before the podcast, like communicating with our guests, the contents of our questions with the guests, our guests themselves, as far as the video, audio, all of that. So you might have noticed that we've been increasing our audio quality um, as far as this podcast goes, and that's due to some equipment, due to the software that we use right now. Shout out to Zencaster. Um, so that has been our biggest improvement right now. Some of the improvements that I've been trying to make behind the scenes are our scheduling process with our guests, um, considering that um, I'm relatively busy in my residency and all of our guests are literally experts in their field. They're probably very busy too. So I'm trying to streamline all those things, make it as easy as possible for our schedules to align. So that's kind of some of the things that I'm doing right now as far as quality. And then going on from there, one of the other things behind the scenes for the podcast is trying to produce better content quality as far as our social media posts and as far as translating our episodes to our guests. Um, so as far as the episodes go, if you have any sort of feedback um, when it comes to quality for these episodes, then I am all ears. Shoot us a DM at Prevent Pod. Shoot me a DM on my personal socials. Whatever it is, I'm always trying to get better. So if there's any sort of questions that you think should be asked a little bit better, then go ahead and do so. But for every guest that we have on, I make sure I thoroughly research them, know what they're talking about, and try to invite guests who are actually experts versus those who are pseudo experts, because unfortunately, we have a lot of those on today. So that's kind of the process when it goes to our quality of our content itself. Um, and like I was mentioning, our social media posts. Um, right now, for the most part, we've mostly been focusing on Instagram. And that is our primarily active platform, just because it takes a lot to be active on social media, given everything else that's going on um, with residency, life, training, all those kinds of things. So Instagram has and will be our primary um, area of just sharing social media type content. So if you are not already following us on Instagram, please go ahead and do so. We are at PreventPod. That's P-R-E-V-E-N-T-P-O-D. Um, and we just share a lot of content related to our episodes so that you don't necessarily have to listen to the whole 60-minute episode, which can sometimes be very daunting, which we have gotten that feedback. But I feel like it's necessary to kind of get that full conversation in. Um, we don't kind of have a cutoff for time. We just kind of respect everyone's time and try to get what we need to from that expert in that time frame. But we post everything there. We kind of cut up some clips. Um, so we have most of the important parts from our episode on our social media. So if you want to share those to get the message out, that's what that is there for. And the idea behind this is we're not here to kind of have everyone come listen to our podcast. And that is a sole goal. We're not trying to increase our listeners just for the sake of increasing our listeners. We are here to share a message. And the message is preventive medicine, risk reduction to help everyone live better lives. So we're going to give away our best 
secrets or the best parts of our podcast on our Instagram page for free. Um, you don't have to, I mean, this podcast is free regardless, but in far, as far as time investment as well, it's pretty short. Uh, our clips are like maybe a minute to two minutes on there and they are the best parts of our podcast. So, um, help us out. If you want to help us grow the message of preventive medicine, share those clips, follow us on there, comment on those clips, just get some engagement on there. And then hopefully we'll have people coming back to listen to the context behind those clips, why these experts are saying these certain statements, how that question came up, all those certain things and hear the full long form conversation. But that is our primary platform. We're trying to get more active on Twitter this year, and that is going to be one of my main focuses just because I think Twitter is a great platform for discourse, especially when it comes to kind of evidence-based medicine. There's a very large community of physicians and just uh, researchers and all those kinds of people on there. So if you're not already, we don't have that large of a Twitter presence right now, but it is also at PreventPod. Um, so go follow us on there. We'll try to be a little bit more active as far as engaging discussions on there. So feel free to come there um, and we'll try to do that. So those are going to be our two main platforms. Um, and then goals for this podcast. So I kind of already talked a little bit about what I've been planning to do with this podcast, but the main goal for this podcast is to continue growing our listener base so that we can continue making an impact in preventive care and promoting risk reduction. Um, and that is the main goal. I never set any numbers on that because I think that once you set a number, you start artificially chasing that number just for the sake of doing that. And that's not what we're all about. As I was already talking about, we are here to grow a message. Um, so that is kind of the biggest goal for the years to continue growing the podcast. I think that's always going to be the goal. Um, the ultimate goal of any effort of mine, as far as preventive medicine is to make policy change so that we can have a healthier society as a whole so that we can live better lives. But that's going to be a perpetual goal. Um, outside of that, the goal is also to bring on some additional, um, more permanent team members so that we can um, kind of grow our message outside of just me because I'm only one man. I can only do so much. Um, and we're trying to find uh, people that can help us grow as well as far as making content, all those kinds of things. So we have some things going behind the scenes, but that is another main goal for this year. And the last goal is to continue increasing our quality um, all around the podcast. Like I was already mentioning with scheduling guests, with the episodes themselves, quality of questions, um, with just my being verbose sometimes, such as this episode, um, everything related to that, we're trying to get better. So that's kind of the goals for this year. All right. That's it for the podcast. Let's move on to a little bit more health-related content. And the biggest uh, kind of thing around New Year's is New Year, New Me, New Year resolutions. Everyone wants to get fit once the New Year comes around. Um, and in the past, I was a huge proponent of kind of uh, setting New Year's resolutions. Um, this is like... But maybe a decade ago, I used to be a huge proponent of setting New Year's resolutions and kind of using that as a start time so that you have one year that you can measure that you can make a significant change. Now, I don't really care too much about when someone starts, but uh, people still make the new year a, um, a start point just because it's a nice milestone, right? Um, so like when it comes to investing, the best time to start was yesterday. Um, or last year or two years ago, but the next best time is right now. And let's say it's already what, January uh, 15th as I'm recording this, we're already halfway through January. Some people might've already gotten to the gym um, for a week and a half and already fell off the wagon. Some people are still going strong there two weeks and might end up falling off two weeks later, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. The best time is to start 
I guess the second best time is to start now and continue on that journey. So let's say you set a new year's resolution to get healthier, to get, uh, to go to the gym or all those kinds of things. And you haven't started yet. It doesn't mean you don't start for the rest of the year. Just get started, start making healthy changes. It's not that hard. You don't have to do anything extreme. Um, there's just kind of a couple things that you should focus on when you're starting and go on from there. But the best time is now. It doesn't matter what time frame you use or if there's a specific start time. Some people say, oh, diet starts tomorrow. I'll start after my birthday. I'll start in the new year. I'll start on after this particular holiday. It doesn't matter. Pick a day and just get started. Um, any time frame that we choose is kind of arbitrary at the end of the day. So like I'm saying, the next best time is right now. Um, so if you want to wake up, start getting healthier tomorrow, then go ahead and do that. And this doesn't have to be an on off switch. It doesn't have to be a huge change that you're making either. It's just a change toward the positive and any, uh, long-term behavior change or any sustainable results will require long-term behavior change, which is not something that can be done overnight. It's a series of small changes that accumulate over time and end up resulting in some sort of significant long-term change. So as it comes to kind of the toilet paper or paper towel analogy that a lot of people like to make, it's it's not about getting rid of the whole roll on the first day. It's about taking one piece of that toilet paper. It doesn't look like it made huge, huge impact, but you made a little bit of an impact. The next day, another piece, and then you keep going until the roll is eventually just the cardboard. And you realize that you've made a significant amount of change, even though on the day-to-day, -day, it does not seem a lot. Um, so that's kind of how it goes. The next best time to start is right now, if you haven't already. So um, there's that. And two things that I can say as my biggest pieces of advice for anyone who's just getting started on trying to get healthier is number one, find a support group. Anyone who kind of chases an individualistic goal either has to have a burning passion for it. Like this is what you wake up every day for and have been for your entire life, which at this point, if you're trying to get started into that change, probably not the case. Um, so those people, I highly suggest finding some sort of support group or some people or someone to keep you accountable um, because it'll help you either stay motivated or help you continue going to the gym or to make these changes when you don't feel like doing so. Um, humans are very social people, um, social creatures, and we like to do things in groups. We want to feel accepted um, in whatever form that it may be. So if you are in a social group that does not really prioritize their health or their fitness and you are trying to make that change, you're probably going to get down to the medium after some time to the median after some time because it's going to be something different. And this is actually a concept that um, uh, Jonathan Alessi, one of our contributors to this podcast, spoke about in our episode that we recorded when we were talking about our own journeys with weight loss and whatnot. He was saying this is something that some people experience that's very different from their social group. And the social group either like ostracizes them or kind of brings them back down to what everyone else is doing. So if you're trying to make a change, find a social group or some sort of support group that's also has a similar mindset so that everyone can kind of hype each other up and just keep each other accountable towards that goal. So that's kind of tip number one. And tip number two is very similar along those lines, which is get help. Um, people think that they can do things themselves. And then sometimes when they face an obstacle, it can be very demotivating um, or unmotivating. And you either fall off the bandwagon or you continue going. Um, and after some time, once enough obstacles are hit, most people will eventually come off. And that's sometimes what happens during um, New Year's resolutions where January 1st, start off strong, hit a little bit of a hurdle maybe midway through, no big deal. But then by the time several other hurdles come along in like March, you're back down and then the rest of the year goes like the last year did, like 2021 did. Well, 
By getting help, you can help uh, you can get help navigating on some of those hurdles and someone to set you up on the right path. There are many paths to take and there are many different options that someone can take right at the beginning of their journey. And a lot of those are unfortunately filled with misinformation. Um, as we've seen, kind of the fitness industry is full of misinformation. Everyone's out there trying to take a buck from you. There's like all these nutrition camps that are trying to sell you that this is the one true way for nutrition. There's a bunch of people out there with these workout plans that's saying this is the one true way to work out. There's a bunch of people saying this is how you should do your range of motion, how you should train for strength. Everyone has an opinion. There's so many different paths and having someone there to help you kind of navigate through that, it would be very beneficial if someone is starting out, if you have the resources to get that help, because um, you can kind of not go down that road, have to come back, go to another road, all those things. And this is also something that uh, I talked about in my episode with John Alessi, where we talked about our own journey. So if you are just getting started on your journey right now, as far as health goes, I would highly recommend going and checking out that episode. It'll be linked down below in the show notes. So make sure to go check that out because you can get a firsthand look into kind of my journey of how I went from being pretty obese as well as how John went from obese to being more in shape and to being more health aligned. So those are kind of the two biggest um, tips or pieces of information that I could give to someone that is just getting started with the new year, new me, um, and trying to be more conscious about their health. Um, and just some very general health tips I would give kind of this, uh, a blanket that covers most things is number one, sleep. Sleep is one of the most underlooked aspects of health. We have several episodes on this as well. So go check those out, but sleep seven to nine hours every night. Try to get a good sleep hygiene, um, sleep schedule, all those kinds of things. Check out our episodes on sleep. We'll already have something on there. As far as diet goes, eat a varied diet, um, not necessarily sticking to one specific food group, as some camps might have you think, but uh, have a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, and have a varied diet. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to eat a lot. You need to eat a little. Just try to eat more fruits and vegetables. That should be the biggest thing to add onto there. As far as exercise goes, you don't have to do anything specific. You don't have to power lift. You don't have to run. You can do whatever you find enjoyable. Look up what the exercise guidelines are. And we have several episodes where we talk about this as well. So any of those episodes that cover fitness, uh, maybe some of the ones with uh, Alyssa Lenick, are would be a great place to start where exercise is based on what you enjoy. Look up the exercise guidelines, find something you enjoy and get involved. So that's kind of number three. Number four is that social aspect of it and having that support group because um, some aspect of our health is comes from others as far as wanting to fit in, our mental health, our emotional health, all those kinds of things. Find a community that you enjoy and that you want to be a part of. And that's kind of number four. Those four mostly cover everything. So um, those are the blanket aspects of health. And that kind of covers everything around the new year, new me. Like I'm saying, it's not difficult. You don't have to flip a switch and suddenly become the uh, embodiment of health. You don't have to become perfect. You just have to make one small step. And like that toilet paper, keep chipping away. And eventually you get to that point where you have a set routine that has health promoting behaviors that will help you set on the right path. All right. Moving on from there, one of the next concepts with New Year New Me is gym newbies. Now, many of our listeners, um, you all go to the gym, you all are pretty fit, and we know this because we see you who follows us on Instagram. I make sure I know, um, I look at everyone's profile and see what I can from there. A lot of you go to the gym, and there's a lot of new people going to the gym. 
So one of the things that I can say is that some people do not feel accepted when they go to the gym, whether it's due to the gym atmosphere, if it's a very hardcore powerlifting type gym, or whether they just get stares from people. Um, a lot of people don't feel very accepted to a gym. And if you do see someone who looks like they're very new to the gym, struggling with something, then it is very important to accept them, not to kind of give them what are they doing with that piece of machine? Like that's not how it's supposed to be used. Instead, it'd probably be better to go over there, ask them if they need any help with anything and help them use it. Interactions like this will probably um, encourage someone to keep going on their path versus kind of scaring them out of the gym and maybe falling off the bandwagon. And this is one of those um, areas of kind of support that someone might need relating to what else I was talking about. So when it comes to gym newbies, accept and teach and which will go a long way in encouraging someone to continue on and at the end of the day that's what we all want we want everyone to be healthier because it's not a zero-sum game someone being healthier does not mean you are not getting healthy sure it might take like 30 seconds to a minute of your time but it'll set someone else up probably have a very good impression and it may just be the reason they continue on and get healthier um and that's about it as far as new year new me um, there will be a lot of challenges that uh, people will face when it comes to their health as they have been during this pandemic um, when it comes to whether it's a gym shutting down um, due to COVID, uh, just whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of challenges. But one small step at a time, it's much easier to overcome obstacles if you take that small step versus if you take a very large step and overextend from your comfort zone because we always want to go back to our comfort zone. And by making a small step outside, we feel a lot more comfortable with that um, and are able to slowly keep taking more steps out until we're vastly different. All right. That's enough of that. We're going to talk about my outlook on the healthcare system and make things a little bit more depressing on there because it's not looking good out there. Um, I'm sorry to say, but before we get there, let's take a quick break. We want to take a quick break to remind you that this podcast is not intended for medical advice and is for educational and informational purposes only. We also want to remind you of our Instagram page at PreventPod, where we share various content relating to each episode that you can share with your friends if you enjoy our episode. And lastly, don't forget to sign up for our mailing list so you know right away when an episode goes up at www.thepreventivemedicinepodcast.com. And with that, let's get back into this episode. Y'all, it's not looking good out there. Healthcare is in a very bad spot. Physicians, nurses, physical therapists, everyone's just incredibly tired of everything that's going on. And if you're listening to this, we probably are past the Omicron surge right now, but um, we still have a lot of people in the ICU suffering from COVID. We still have a lot of people that are unvaccinated that um, are coming to emergency departments, even if they're vaccinated, they're coming to emergency departments, um, to ICUs, all of those things that's making the situation pretty bad. Um, I can speak from my situation when I was in the ICU was the hospital was overflowing with people. Um, there's just people waiting in the emergency department, waiting to get a room and in the hospital because so what happens in a hospital, um, how kind of things flow? I, I figured I should kind of take a step back and explain this before I get to the depressing part. How hospitals work is that you have patients in a hospital and let's say that a brand new hospital just opened. So some routes for people getting hospitalized are they come in either to an outpatient center or to like a surgery center all of, or in, within the hospital and then they have to stay for some reason. That's one way someone can get admitted. Um, another way is they come to the emergency department um, and they're found to be sufficiently sick requiring hospitalization where they get admitted to the hospital. Now, 
I can't say I've ever seen a hospital get filled from scratch, so I don't know all of the different directions, but the biggest way that we see people get admitted is from the emergency room, and that's kind of where the largest volume of patients comes from. Um, so what happens when a hospital is at capacity, there are however many patients getting active treatment for whatever it is that they're sick with. And people come into the emergency department regularly. There's enough people in a hospital where they're getting discharged and people coming in where you have an adequate balance and there's still empty beds in the hospital. What's been happening recently is that patients in the hospital are sick and they're staying there and we're not having patients leave as fast as they used to because people just seem to be sicker these days, whether it's because they haven't been coming in due to their regular care and they're not presenting uh, more sick than they would otherwise, or whether it's COVID patients that end up in the hospital for a lot longer than someone would for a simple respiratory infection or something like that. Whatever it is, the hospitals are full. And what happens is that there's still sick people outside. There's still people having heart attacks. There's still people suffering from strokes, all these different things that show up to the emergency department and should go to some sort of procedure or whatever it is and then get hospitalized. But what's happening is that there's no beds for them to go. And then they just sit in the emergency department where people keep coming in. It's a very busy place in the emergency department. So they just sit there. They don't get the care that they need for being as sick as they are. Other patients need to be seen. So people literally die in the emergency room because there's nowhere for the, nowhere for them to go. Um, in the ICU where I was working for this past month and a half, there are uh, we have a, we're, I'm in a smaller community hospital, so there aren't as many beds. Um, but we have been at capacity and there's, when patients are sufficiently sick and you can't move anyone back to the regular floors, um, no one else can come into the ICU, which means that someone who needs ICU level care is not able to get it. And it's just, it's just terrible. Um, and on top of that, not having any beds in the hospital, we have staffing shortages, whether it's due to someone being out sick with COVID or someone just being so burnt out that they quit or they go on an extended vacation, whatever it is, there's nursing shortages, there's resident shortages, the physicians are also getting COVID, they're burnt out. It's just not a good situation. And there's so many sick people. Um, everyone's very sick. Um, you have nowhere for people to go. You just have people dying in the emergency room. Um, you constantly have, there's just a lot going on. It's very difficult to put into words, but physicians are very burnt out and it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any better anytime soon. And one of the side effects that I've seen of this is that we're becoming very jaded. Um, and already people say that their physicians are difficult to kind of um, talk to sometimes. We only get 15 minutes to talk with them. We seem distant. We're not able to relate to them. And this is going to become even worse because now physicians have even less time. Um, we already see so much where it's very difficult to kind of care about what people are saying when someone else across the hospital, it's our patients actively dying. It's just bad. Um, our healthcare system, in uh, I have thought for very many times, is very close to crumbling. Um, and sometimes uh, I talked about this in our episode with uh, um, Jeb Dunkelberger, who is the um, CEO of a healthcare company. Um, we talked about this where. Maybe it is time um, for healthcare to have a significant setback or to crumble maybe so that we can realize all these deficiencies instead of kind of patching them up. Um, but even with like the CDCs and the um, American Heart Association's new guidelines, it looks like no one cares about physicians or healthcare workers in general because they're saying we can come back to the hospital and work 
when we still might be COVID positive, or if you have mild quote unquote symptoms, or even to just perform CPR on someone without donning appropriate protective gear for yourself and putting yourself at risk for potential death from these things, um, just kind of, they're, they're putting that out there. So it looks like people do not really care about healthcare workers um, and it's just bad. I don't want to make this too depressing, so I'm not going to talk about it any longer, but my outlook on healthcare right now is not very good. Um, I hope that something does change, and I don't think the ending of this pandemic is necessarily going to be that thing. Um, we're not going to just forget everything that kind of has happened and go back to what it was like pre-pandemic. I think that we do need to actively change something now because this pandemic has shown a lot of the cracks in our healthcare system. And that's something I will actively be trying to talk about on this podcast and trying to improve healthcare and improving preventive care and all of that kind of thing. So that's that. My outlook is overall, if you can just sum up this entire past, like four minutes of rambling, it is bad. Um, and now the last part of this is going to be a little bit of personal updates. Um, you guys hear my voice in every single episode. I don't know how invested you are in me, probably not very much. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm the one who interviews the experts. They're the ones who matter, not me. But as far as personal updates go, um, I did acquire my certified strength and conditioning specialist certification, um, which is kind of a personal training certification um, that is uh, requires a significant amount of education. And it's the only one accepted by the NCAA as far as training their athletes. Um, so I do want to learn more about training people as far as fitness goes. So I'm starting to work a little bit more as a personal trainer on the side just to get experience with training people in person. Um, I already have in the past, but just to gain some more so that I can build it into a future practice. So I am now Raghav Sharma, D-O-C-S-C-S, which is fancy to say, just adding more letters behind my name. But really, it's just to learn a little bit more about training and um, kind of athletic performance, all that kind of thing. Um, and then the last thing that I've kind of been talking about already is that I have finished my ICU block, which was kind of the biggest and toughest part of my intern year. And I'm starting to move towards the physical medicine rehab side. If you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I'm going into physical medicine and rehabilitation for my career. So I'm starting to move more towards that of reading more material for that, more research. So we're getting there. I'm very excited about it, but um, that's kind of it for updates. As far as me, it hasn't been that eventful since I've last, uh, spoken to you, um, because it hasn't been that long. I've pretty much been on ICU. So that's it. Um, I appreciate you guys listening for this, uh, listening to this episode. There are going to be a lot more, more entertaining episodes coming onto this podcast with experts on so many more interesting topics that I'd love to talk about um, because I think it's very boring to talk about exercise and nutrition after some time. There's only so much you can talk about it, but there's so much to preventive care, to health and all of that. And I approach it from every single angle. So we have a lot of exciting people to talk to, a lot of exciting topics that uh, might not necessarily think um, you think that they're going along with preventive care, but they are. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And um, I hope we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Preventive Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us spread the message of prevention, first off, rate and review this podcast. Second off, you can find our content on our social media platforms at PreventPod. That's P-R-E-V-E-N-T-P-O-D. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one.